We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, doing like it. We yeah, we like squeezed in one with Gabe, and then we did two, and this is our fourth. Yeah, damn right. Love it. And it's right. so good, so good to be back recording with my favorite person on the earth, besides my wife and my dog, <laughs> Ice Young. Dice it up here again. The WNBA season is over. Ice, uh, the Las Vegas Aces are WNBA champions. Uh, such a storybook season. What a series. And can we say how right I was? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, we can't say that. What? First Ten, of all, what's up? Second no. of all, I, th- I thought you said it was going to be a sweep. I feel like I could go back and clip this, that you were like, yeah. it's going to be a sweep. Connecticut has no chance. They should just burn the whole franchise and throw the whole franchise away, I think was the like baseline of our well, last conversation. I was trying had. to get on the disrespect montage. Um, <laughs> but yes, I was not right in that. I said it would be a sweep, but uh, yeah, because game three, which I was in attendance for, and like I should have known this coming in. I I mean, I've talked about it, especially with in terms of gambling. I've never seen Connecticut lose in person. Brings my mm-hmm. record to seven and zero while I'm there, and I was tweeting about it. I even tagged Mohegan Sun. I can't believe they didn't try to do something to get me in the arena um, for Sunday. They had chances to win that game. They were up in the fourth quarter. This is true. I, I mean, that had to be that was the best game of the series for sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think it felt like the championship game. You know, yeah, absolutely. I'm- Asia was going off in the first half, but had a really quiet second half. Yeah, I think um, I think that's what just makes the Aces so tough to beat, obviously, and no one could do it, is the fact that 
they just have so many superstars that if one is not performing well, the other two or three can kind of hold. And then, like, honestly, you really got to acknowledge Rakana Williams. Like, wow. Oh my God. Just talk about stepping up. Talk about right place, right time. Talk about confidence. Like, the level of confidence she had yeah. to shoot those shots down the stretch. And she shot them with ultimate confidence. Like, she didn't hesitate. She wasn't looking to pass. She's like, no, no, no. I know my role. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Like, just the level of confidence that she played with, I think, can inspire any role player on any team anywhere to understand that sometimes you just have to do your role. You just have to play your role the best that you can. And that was clearly enough for the Aces. Like, it's it's a shame because, like, obviously we love Chelsea Gray and she has been playing uh, unconscious, like, all, all playoffs, all series. Uh, but you kind of finished that game and you were like, yo, like Raquana Williams deserves like something. I don't know if there's like a mini second trophy or like a, hey, thanks for being here towards the end. But she'd really help them pull it out because if it was not for her, I definitely feel like it would have went to a game five, which I think would have would have shocked all of us because I don't think anybody thought it was going to game five besides Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, I was I was getting a little worried. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not needed in the arena. <laughs> um <laughs> But Raquana Williams saves my, you know, my narrative. I mean, she was three for 14 from three in this series going into game four. And she hits four in the fourth quarter. And they're not just like normal, you know. Open. They're they're not first half shots. They're not. Right, right. There's so much pressure after you've. I mean, I thought it was almost out of hand at a second. Like, it felt like the Aces were on the verge of pulling away so many times. Yeah. They even go down, and she hits one in rhythm. She hits one out of an ATO. And, I I mean, by the third or fourth, I'm like, you're not taking that shot again. You're not doing that. (laughs) Season high comes in the last game of the season, 17 points, five made threes. I Yeah, I mean, I it should not be glanced over how important Raquana Williams was. Um, and then, of course, shout out to our girl, Kelsey Plum, with the dagger. Facts. Facts. So tough. Yeah. So I mean, tough. It, it goes back to your original point. You you have pieces that can step up when your superstars uh, are not. That team just so talented. Jackie Young was, I think, one for 10 from the field um, in this game. She had 22 points the night before. Didn't yeah. matter. She still played a great game. Um it felt like defensively, I think she had six assists in the first half. Um, and then you know, Chelsea Gray, um, who, I mean, you may have been her biggest fan at the beginning of, uh, I mean, back when we, we were talking about our redraft. Can you imagine doing our redraft again? Um, oh, I was. You know, that's a good point. I was. I think you looked at me like, really, Chelsea? I'm like, no, Chelsea. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, I had Kayla McBride over her. I am insane. <laughs> I mean, to my, you know, to be fair to me, I mean, I think Chelsea was having like an okay beginning of the year, but I've never seen anyone so locked in um, throughout an entire playoff run. My God. Uh, yeah, you, you gave it up for the point guard God at the beginning. Um, I mean, I guess we can't, we can't really overstate um, how special or understate how special Alyssa Thomas was in this series too. I mean, she was also in that redraft class. Yeah. Uh, good Lord. Uh, 
did she end, she end with a uh, triple double as well? She in did. She did. Supposedly, yeah, two of them back to back the first time in NBA Finals history. Yeah. Um, I truly believe if this season had gone on for another seven games, she would have posted another four. Like, yeah. I, I just think, like, she's just kind of in her groove. It's the perfect team where she can do a little bit of everything um, and where she has to do a little bit of everything, but you're not asking for anything that she doesn't want to do. Um, yeah, honestly, like, I hate to bring this up, but, like, AT is so dangerous and still does not have full use of her shoulders. Like, I cannot imagine. No, seriously, think about that. I seriously cannot imagine if, like, teams could no longer leave her open 12 feet out because they know she's shooting this one one hand yeah. floater all the time. Like, That's I can't true. imagine if she actually had to guard her, guard her because she could make a 15-footer consistently. Yeah, and credit to her, I feel like she did start to make those consistently I mean, in the last two games, but um, you're right. Yeah. I she's cannot imagine. Yeah, she's definitely crafted that shot, but I just can't imagine if you had to guard her any more than what you have to guard her. Like, it's embarrassing that somebody with no shoulders is beating you that <laughs> Like, is averaging a triple-double. Seriously, though, that's, that, that's incredible to me. That's uh, It just sounds so funny when you put it like that, somebody with no so- shoulders. <laughs> Sorry, AT. You know I love AT. I'm just saying, I just I yes. think that's amazing. Like, we, I think Holly Rowe does her little annual, you know, hit – Unless it's Thomas shoulders. And it's like, she needs to add to that at the end. Like, well, she's now the triple double queen who clearly doesn't need these things to be fixed in order to continue to kill the league. Was there, was there anyone on the sun this series that you, I mean, I think there's one obvious answer and she had a decent game three or she had a good game three and a decent game four, but is there anyone that stands out that should have, should have done a lot more for the sun team? Anyone that stands out that should have done more for the sun. Um, I think, I think looking at it, you know, you expect a lot from like a Brianna Jones and a Dewana Bonner. Um, and I, I think just what they kind of lack, which is something I think Vegas like too, is like consistency, right? Like having players who are consistently going to have good games and be productive on both sides of the basketball. Um, you know, we talked about that one day where like DB and Courtney Williams, where were they? They were like, it was equivalent of like yeah. a two for 10, like an eight for 19 or something like that. Yeah, something both crazy. one for nine in one game. Yeah. 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 And so it just makes me think that I think overall what they miss is just a consistency from start to finish in their main players that needed to play. Right. Like we saw games where Natisha Heideman had a really good game. One game she had nine assists and kind of was, you know, a real focal point in the game and other games we don't see her. Same thing with Courtney Williams, same thing with Dewana Bonner. Like I, I will say, I really wanted this one for DB though. I felt like DB had just made the correct move and going to Connecticut, she made moves she needed to make. I know all that she's, you know, went through to be able to get her team to the finals and kind of ground her team and lead her team in that way. Um, and just just seemed like she didn't have all she needed to have, I felt like, yeah. um, in order to get it done. Um, but she did a tremendous job, again, getting her team to the finals. Like, a lot of us didn't even think it was possible that they were going to get through Chicago. Um, and they made us eat our words because they got there. <laughs> yes. Definitely me. Um <laughs> what about you? Was there anyone that stood out for you that you felt like Connecticut needed more of? Well, I mean, for me, the obvious one was uh, Dewana Bonner, but like, I didn't think about Bree Jones that much. But like, I, 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 I think this whole playoffs is just kind of her usage was down a lot, um, and it's weird that that happened with the 
like low amount of minutes that John Quell Jones is playing. Um, it's, it's, a it's such a strange team overall. Uh, I mean, I loved, I loved everything. I mean, she had one or two, maybe bad shooting nights, but Courtney Williams is phenomenal. This playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Defensively as well. She had some really big plays yeah. and, and defensively, like, you know, guarding Kelsey Plum, guarding some of those perimeter players. Yep. Yeah, DB was great against uh, Chelsea Gray in Game Three. Yeah, the only player who could slow her down. I think it was her first game under twenty, and I think uh, I don't know how long, months, right? Yeah. So it's it's tough. I mean, we it sucks being that close. Like for Connecticut fans, I'm sorry you were close, but um, <laughs> you're also running up against a buzzsaw, and that's like mm-hmm. Becky was uh, arguably like just some of her schemes. I mean, mixing in the zone uh, when it was needed. I mean, the, just yeah. the, the way to motivate your team after getting, you know, beat by 30 on the road. I mean, granted they're professionals and they understand what was at stake, but uh, right. it's hard to win on the road, the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah. credit to her. Um, can't say enough great things about Asia, Chelsea. Um, Kelsey had a bounce back uh, series after she was hearing a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Um, she heard me. And of course, you know, the hero of Juana Williams that we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, we'll quickly glance over, uh, you know, the aces next year. They're basically bringing everybody back. So is there a real chance um, in your mind that they could, you know, run the table again? Yeah, I definitely think there's a real chance. Um, I think the only question anybody's going to probably ask is like, can Chelsea Gray play at this level for a whole season? You know, is it only going to come after some level of disrespect? Um, and again, I'm a Chelsea great fan, so I I think so. Um, I think she's always been this good. It's never just truly been highlighted. And it's never been this long of a consistency. Like you talked about 20 point scoring games in like a month where she hasn't scored less than that. Um, but I think also, too, what we saw is her ability to take over, right? Like we always looked at, you know, Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson, and we were like, oh, even Jackie Young to a certain degree, you know, like these yeah. players that are mainly going to take over and she's going to make sure everybody gets a piece of the pie. And Chelsea was like, nah, bump that. I'm past faking and shooting. I'll take over. It's no problem. Um, so I feel, like, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they can, can they can they can repeat if Chelsea can play at this level um, the whole season because I truly don't think that there's anybody who's going to be able to stop her. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's anybody that's going to be able to stop her. And I think if everybody says, hey, our game plan is to stop Chelsea, what are you going to do about the other three or four? I don't even know. I, to me, it is so, so shocking to think that, like, there was a point in this season that Jackie Young was basically having, like, 25 and 30-point games. Yes. Yeah. Like, and And – Chelsea Gray was having, you know, nine and 12 point games. Yes. But then the like the, they, can assist, you know? Yeah. The adjustments they, they, that team made um, understanding who needed to step up, especially in the playoffs. It's, it's, it's amazing, but for, will, go ahead. I was gonna say, I just will say that I, I also would love to, to hear more about the dynamic between Becky Hammond and Chelsea Gray. I think that that can yeah. make or break certain teams. And I think that you saw down the stretch a lot of faith and trust in Chelsea playing one-on-one and getting a bucket from Becky Hammond. There was not a lot of scheme in terms of, hey, we're going to run on offense. Yeah. Or we're going to do this and this. Like sometimes, a lot of the times, it became just give her the ball and she'll make a play whether she's scoring or whether she's getting somebody else involved. Um, so I, I will say that I, I thought that, that – 
that dynamic is great. And I'd love to hear more about that and a sit down interview with them too. And talking about this playoffs run and just how that changed over time, because Chelsea started to play unconscious. And so Becky was like, we got to ride that wave. That also happens though, when you have a player's coach, right? Like someone who says, yo, I've been there before Becky. Like I've been there before I've been in the zone. I'll let you do it. You know? And if you need help and you need us to like support you, we'll do it because it clearly became the Chelsea gray show. Clearly. Yeah. 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 Which, Ain't mad at it. I don't think anybody walked away being mad at that, you know? No. Um, and I, it, it's yeah. funny you say that because, like, Kurt Miller also was in, uh, like, reading one of Mark's pieces on on Kurt said he's done, like, the less coaching of any year uh, in his career in this year. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of, like, what you get when you have one of the most, like, dominant usage players in Alyssa. Um, 100%. But it's probably harder to make that decision as uh, – as Becky, when you have so many pieces and so many mouths to feed. Um, and I, I don't want to say Chelsea changed her game in any way. It just, yeah. just probably changed the, the volume of shots and, um, and the tempo. I mean, their, their pace yeah. went down incredibly and yeah. it worked. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I think it was really cool just seeing all the love that Becky Hammond has got, just, you know, being the first coach to win a title and doing it in her first year and, you know, being used to being overlooked and just all of her different quotes you keep saying, right. I just do me like, you know, I'm focused on proving to myself that I'm the best and not to others. Like, um, I just think that's a a very cool storyline. And I I think it's good for the league. I think it's good for the league that they're seeing a former player come back. Um, and was able to dominate on the floor and and as a coach. That'd be like Dawn Staley, you know, moving and coaching WNBA, which I don't think is going to happen, but she'd be the equivalent of a, of a Dawn in that area. So Yeah, for yeah. sure. Your it. thoughts on Connecticut. What you got on Connecticut next year, my friend? What are we looking at? Well, unlike the Aces, where they have pretty much everyone coming back with the exception of Kia Stokes, you know, and then the next year they'll get, I mean, they're not going to let Asia walk, and I don't think Asia will leave. Um, yeah. It's it's a lot more gloomy on that side. <laughs> they they definitely have a decision to make, right? Um, you can't yeah. keep – I mean, because uh, Brianna Jones is going to get a probably a max contract somewhere. And I, I, I mean, obviously – if Jazz Thomas comes back and I think you've spoken to her and you think that she did not want to hang it up after, you know, make letting an injury, you know, uh, end her career. So you assume that Jazz will be back and that's, that's a big piece. Um, We know how important she is. And uh, I mean, you've spoken about that countless times about just not only on the court, but like kind of leadership off the court. So um, that's one piece, but out of the three with, you know, John Quell, uh, Brianna Jones, Alyssa Thomas, I think you can basically only keep two of those players. For me, I, this might come as a shock because she is the 2021 WNBA MVP, but I think you've got to look to shop John Quell Jones. And my dream scenario, I was talking about our, our guy, I was talking about this with our guy, Gabe Ebreem. Uh-huh. The package that the Mystics could put together for John Quill Jones. You mentioned this to me before. You have. You mentioned this to me before. I mean, I would do this. Shakira Austin. 
you're you're gonna have a top three pick probably this year from LA. Mm. Uh, and then throw in a another pick and I don't know, maybe three first round picks, but I mean I would do that if I'm the Mystics, right? Give up mm. I mean, just think about her playing with EDD, Arrow Atkins, mm. Natasha Cloud. Completely different. And I think Mike T would get some different aspects of her game that she doesn't get to expose uh, on this Connecticut Sun roster. Um, And a healthy EDD with her. I mean, I I guess we we never got to see kind of Tina Charles play with EDD. So um, I would love that. That'd be my dream scenario. But if if that doesn't happen, um, my guess is, I mean, it it seems you're close to the organization, but it seems like they they love Bree Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, how can you not? You know, I think anybody in the league, it, it would take her in a heartbeat. You yeah. know, um, I, I truly do. Because uh, there's there's time and a place where you can play her and you can play her significant minutes and know that she's going to produce. Um, my thing with Connecticut, though, is like, it also was a story of like their bench. You know, if they yeah. had one more key decent player on the bench that also could have changed their series um you know granted they made it without it but they also would need that now someone could say like hey okay with jazz thomas coming back would atisha heidman become a bench player and then what do you look for that yes but yes and no like who really knows right and and then obviously anybody coming off an acl you you never know what to expect um but i I also think that that's of their thinking has to be critical thinking like if if you got to get rid of somebody also you got to also bring in a bench that is actually going to be able to play and contribute more i I think they wasted a lot of roster spots uh unfortunately on some of their bench that they had and just not playing them and not being useful um i think Mm -hmm. that was a difference between them and a chicago you know i think chicago gives you a great example of like what a deep bench can really do uh, when you're in muddy waters. Um, and, and even though obviously they didn't get to the finals in their season and look how it looked, we have no doubt that if the team stays together, they could definitely come back and do it. You know, like they were right there, yeah. but they have the pieces to do it, right? It became a basketball thing. So I also think Connecticut's got to find some way to get some some better pieces, uh, especially coming off the bench. I do think DJ Carrington had a good year. Um, obviously, Brianna Jones had a great year. I don't think anybody expected anything different out of her being close to that organization. But they've got to find at least one other piece, so to speak, um, that that can really play major bench minutes and really increase the level of play. They've got to if, if they want to win a finals, which they haven't done yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. If, if I had to ask you right now of, like, say you're the GM for – the Connecticut Sun, and you can keep Brianna Jones, two of the three, Brianna Jones, Alyssa Thompson, John Quill Jones. What is your first thought without going through analytics, anything like that, that we would normally do in this situation? What would you do? I think my first thought is my first simple thought is to keep Alyssa Thomas and John Quill Jones only because JJ is more versatile than um, Brianna Jones just because she simply doesn't shoot from the outside. Um, That would be my first initial thought is that there are just more uses and more ways that you can use her. Um, But I think off of watching this season and who I would trust more to keep on my team, I think I would trust Breezy more. I do. I think I would trust Breezy more. Um, And I think that Breezy still has a tremendous upside to her game as well. I think that what we're seeing is not the end all be all of her game. 
oh. um, which which is really cool. I do. I think that she can grow in a lot of different ways. I truly do. Um, yeah, but she so showed yeah. a lot of flashes of shooting from the outside, especially in this series. Yeah, yeah, she did, which is not normal, right? But I think that yeah. that's going to be the next level of her game, right, is to be able to yeah. shoot those consistently and not worry about it because um, obviously she's great in terms of her uh, her rate in, inside the paint, inside the restricted area. I think she was like top five in the league in terms of percentage and, and making those amount of shots in the restricted area. So um, that would be that would be my thought. But I, I hear you. I think, you know, obviously DB is there for another year, which is great. I'm not sure the situation on Courtney Williams. I don't know. Um, forgive me for not doing my research all, but I do not know the situation on Courtney Williams. Um, I just know that um, what she was in Atlanta was not going to be the same as her coming to Connecticut. Um, but I think that I, I think that the yeah. team did a decent job of putting together a group of all stars, um, all besides one who had not gotten a taste of like championship basketball and was able to get them there. You know, they were right there. They were a couple of plays, and to me, one different bench player away from making it happen. Yeah, so next year, uh, the Brianna Jones, Courtney Williams are both unrestricted free agents, and the Tisha Heideman is a restricted free agent. Mm, gotcha. Okay. So, um, so yeah, okay. I mean, I think you want to bring back her, too, especially after what she showed. I think uh, 100%. I think she would – other incentives to bring her back so yeah i could see that too for sure yeah yeah need her dad at all the playoff games always <laughs> i know it's so funny i was watching the game yesterday with a friend of mine he was like that guy by the bench is really animated i said no no, no, no. he's number 10's dad he's more than animated that man <laughs> is invested in this <laughs> but yeah he's awesome he's a treat for sure well all in all we love this season. Um, new champion. We love new champions. It's three in the last four years. Can't beat that. Um, sure. As long as it wasn't Seattle, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Uh, no comment. Um, well, we have uh, a lot of content coming for you in the future uh, with Dice It Up. Um, I think we're going to dive into some of the um, overseas aspects, as most of mm. you uh if, if some of you don't know, um, Ice does play professionally overseas. Um, she last played in Greece, and we're steadily awaiting uh, where she's going to end up next. Doesn't matter. I'll still travel there. Um, <laughs> and, of course, we're going to do a lot with the uh, college game. The women's college game is awesome. We have so many uh, data points, insights on herhoopstats.com. Mm -hmm. Go sign up. Uh, I mean, I was just going down rabbit holes in the Big East today. Uh, so many, so many cool nuggets. Um, so excited for, uh, those next couple seasons. And I mean, I feel like I'm very excited to learn about kind of the, the, just more about overseas in general, because mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. And it'll be great to get a lot of your insights, Ice, um, and talk to some of the people that you play with, uh, um, all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, I think that, you know, as someone who loves college basketball and overseas basketball, like the best time of the year is kind of coming up, unfortunately. Um, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't include the W, but I think all college basketball, all overseas basketball, NBA will start back up. Like we're getting into the thick of it um, where you can literally watch basketball anytime, any day. So it's a little slow period right now, though. I saw a, a tweet that did say, like, this is the point when there's no NBA, WNBA or college basketball on TV. Oh, what yeah. are we supposed to do? I said, yeah, because I'm not really a football person, so I don't really know. But it's fine. 
we'll push through until we get there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to, to cover overseas stuff and college basketball stuff. Um, I think it's ever growing. So it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, you know, those, those of you in the, the greater New York area, you know, Dan Obataya had 23 second half points in his rec league game the other day. I texted ice immediately. I was like, I got so hot. I was on my Chelsea Gray stuff. Maybe I use another language. Oh yeah, just a little bit. What was my response? Uh, I, I, it was so much proud of you. <laughs> I'm so hyped for you. It's lit. Um, shooter shoot. Shooter shoot. That's right. Shooter yeah, shoot. Yeah, I, I was. I did tell her I was 0 for six in the first half from three, but we got hot. Yeah, you gotta keep it. You know, you gotta tell the whole story. Nothing but yeah. the truth, the whole truth. But it's fine. I, I know. I, I did leave with 23 second half points. <laughs> Um, I was so proud. I said, man, I love when my friends are shooters because it's the worst. It's the worst yeah. when they're not. <laughs> right. Well, before you end up going to wherever you end up going, we do need to like go shoot around together. Um, we do. We do. We should do. Matter of fact, that should be our next podcast. We should oh just God. like go like, we watch us shoot. Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should go <laughs> shoot with like, you know, some players who are, are playing. I mean, I know. Uh, uh, Coach Bazzella invited us over, you know, down to what, what's this oh, like city? Is it Orange, Orange, New Jersey? Is it, uh -huh. is it? What, what city is Seton Hall in? No disrespect, I love it. Is it this like, is so sad. I just say North Jersey, Seton Hall. I'm, I'm I, really I mean, I feel like they play in Newark. I'm supposed to know this. Nobody said anything. Jersey City, uh, South Orange, South Orange, New Jersey. South Orange. Okay, okay, okay. One of the oranges. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do something over there. Um, <laughs> see how badly Ice and Lauren Park Lane can outshoot myself. But either way, um, it was a lovely WNBA season. Uh, mm, so much exactly. to look forward to, and uh, loved uh, being on Dice It Up always. And we're gonna keep uh, keep on keeping on. Yeah, love it. Thanks everybody for staying with us all throughout the W season. Talk soon.